We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 181. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the Tropics Open for Business. Uh, We're going to get to that in the Tropics segment, but uh, yeah, we got quite a bit to talk about when it comes to Tropics. (laughs) Well, it's that time of year. Uh, yeah, and you you pegged it. You said early in the spring we were having mm-hmm. this this podcast. You and we, said we were already at F or whatever, and yeah, for, yeah we, I think yeah. we were E or something. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden uh, the Sahara dust came over, and you made a prediction, as it does every almost every year now. That, yeah, that Saharan dust kind of depends on the severity, though. I mean, it was well, sure it wasn't as bad as last year. No, last year was just insane. Yeah. You know, COVID all flying over on that Saharan dust or whatever. The whole year was messed up. This but. year, you know, we had the Saharan dust last year that made the orange sunset. This year, we had all that smoke out of Canada. Oh, you had the wildfires. That's oh, right. Yeah. And been- we had those that smoke map you kept posting. It was great. That's a great resource, actually. I, I think I think we should use that more often when of course the rises. Well, you see, I got the time lapse. You got the drone. That sure. sounds like a country song. <laughs> For get the time lapse. I, I got, got the, the drone. drone. <laughs> we'll go down to the fishing hole. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I used the drone tonight. It's been a while. Yeah, oh. we, we would have been here sooner. We were supposed to be here at 8. But somebody decided to put the drone up at 8. Well, you know, that's okay. Because I didn't I didn't have any idea. I was too busy, you know, making the uh, outline. And then Corey said, hey, I just posted something to the site. And I looked at it and went, oh, wow. Let me just let me just lay this out there. Uh, uh-oh. Okay. If we're ever late for anything, it's never me. <laughs> it's the drone. It's never. No, it's not always the drone, but it's always Corey. It's never well, me. Let me tell I'm you, always ready to go. The Storm yeah. I get Weather five Facebook. people ready, and the, he's still that's getting true. ready. The okay. Stormdar Weather Facebook page comes first. In our be. marriage? No. Yes. We have people to get information to. 25,000. Let me hold on. Yeah, 25,474 people yeah. rely on us. You're yeah. going to have to wash the blankets and pillows that go on the couch because I'm sorry. I, I didn't wasn't prepared for this. Tonight. Okay. So I think it's time. Uh, <laughs> little discord going on. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we don't have a have a fourth with us this this week. I think now Grant's moving, right? He's he's, well, he's getting his he's own. moving a hole like a hundred feet from us. <laughs> yeah, but he's actually moving though. He's he doing is moving stuff. Gonna move moving out from of my our couch. Place. He's not sleeping on the couch, and he actually he has his own room now because Grayson left for college. Totally oh, see his true. place from my yes, porch. We can look so. out our front our back door and see his place. See, so. I think that's cool. Oh yeah, I guess because he doesn't. You know, wants to stay over there. You know, and then if he gets hungry, he I can just feel come like home. yeah. I feel See, like that's that what I'm afraid I'm, of. I feel like he's going to eat all my food because he's within walking distance of, of meals, and he's just going to be like, "Hey, what's for dinner?" I mean, dinner I don't tonight, mind. Mom? I don't mind that. I like. I, I usually cook more more food than I need. 
So, you know, he can come eat it. Uh, that's okay. You know, and your mom, and I know you're like your baby boy. To I love him being close by. Yeah. Well, he'll be at the pool. You guys will be at the pool all the time. Well, it's going to close soon. It is? Wait, it's only October. August. October. Well, it, it'll close by like Labor Day. October. It'll be here. No. With, October. It'll be October. here. So when it closes in October. I was going to say not be Labor here Day. before we know it. It will. Because school starts next week, so I don't right? have as much time to go to the pool with Many the kids. Many schools have already started. A lot here. of schools See, have already started. That's when I texted you, and I thought, oh, well, the, you know, because I saw all these kids posting on Facebook going back to school. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, because your kids. A lot of schools have started. And we, you said no. Uh, the freshmen will return on Friday because the freshmen always get to go back a day early. Okay. So they can maneuver the so high that's school Garen. Garen without the Friday. thousands of other kids uh, there. Right, right, right. Okay. But then everyone else starts Monday. Gotcha. In in Branson. Now, in Branson. I don't know when Hollister so and all them start. Next week. The okay. It, 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 is it? Okay. Grayson starts college the same day. My hometown, where Grayson's at, uh, they're in the process of building a new high school, and the renovations took a little longer than expected. So they don't start till September. Yeah, way after like Labor Day. Like way late. It's pretty crazy. Because wow, the building wasn't ready. Well, see, when I was a when I was a youngin back then, I started around Labor Day. You know, I've I've seen like a lot we of other areas mm-hmm. that do like other areas, bigger cities, other things. They don't start till after Labor Day. Yeah, Memorial and, Day. But then and they go to like June though. Yeah, see, not when I was a kid. I mean, Memorial Day, it was rare we would go to Memorial Day. See, like we went, rare. you know, like mid-August to mid-May. And that's with the heavy snow that we used right. to have <laughs> that we don't have anymore. I mean, we really don't have it anymore. <laughs> this past February was an exception. That was a freak time. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, we were we were due. <clears throat> oh, and it was so but, fun. But, but I, I didn't ever expect the low temperatures we got, though. That was crazy. That was the freaky thing. We had and so the much blackouts. Fun sledding. We'd like, never I wish we had that before. That every night. I oh, have yeah, never the rolling blackouts. I've never, never seen that in my life. No. I, I've heard about them, but I've and never And I remember it. some winters where it was single digits for a couple of weeks. Like it got really cold here, but I don't remember us ever having to do rolling blackouts. Well, well, yeah, but you're ta- you just said s- single digits. We're talking like well, right. teens below zero. I mean, that's yeah, just That was crazy. Which, which is bizarre. I mean, do do houses well, insulated houses cool that fast that you'd have to run because they're talking about heating. That's that's what's taking the power. Well, it's also a psychological thing. When it gets that low, you, you just automatically, automatically want to turn the heat up, make it warmer in your house. Oh, because you're freaking out. It's like, oh, it's cold yes. outside. But I feel like it's because I'm cold. <laughs> I don't just. Well, no, I should turn the heat. <laughs> No, I I, I get it. Because it can because... be 100 degrees outside, and my heat will still be on, my air will still be on 75, because well, I'm you, cold. Okay, but, but but think about how it feels right now, because we're, we're in my basement, in my audio studio basement, just video state. Okay, when it was 15 below, I was down here doing stuff. Oh, I bet it was cold. It was cold, and I had the heater running. Which it was on 77. I mean, are just known to be colder, because you don't get that sunlight hitting them. Yeah. You're down underground, so it's going to be colder. Because I thought about, you know, shutting the whole basement off. Uh, you know, There's with the a door. lot of people that do that, like with bigger houses and have bedrooms that they don't done. use. They just close all those bedrooms, shut well, all the vents in those rooms so that all the heat goes to one. Yeah, I do. If you live alone, that's exactly right. what I would do. Exactly. Yeah, but see, all my stuff is down here. Right. It's like well, I would have right. to haul. You should all live all down my... here then. Yeah, but just it's cold. It's a basement. Just it's move cold. Down I have to run, run. I don't know. Well, I'm just glad that the guy told me that you know turn the turn the. Uh, uh, 
heat pump off and run it with the coils because he's because right. he said when it gets below like 20 degrees the heat pump really doesn't work and i didn't nobody told me that for no years told me that yeah so does that mean the emergency heat the emergency yeah, because yeah, yeah. it See, runs with the and coils. i remember right. reading that of turn your emergency heat and to me the fact that it said emergency heat and a blue light comes on that's made yes. me think more expensive right well, well it, it is. is it is because right. it's coils so I mean, you automatically you're like, we ain't doing that. They you should, know, they should use it coils instead of emergency. But they don't explain to you that the pump isn't going to work, and you're going to spend just as much money running it 24 seven. And it was, it did, it did. That thing ran and yeah, ran and it ran won't and stop ran. because it can't catch up. So yeah, and I you're better I had to off do, just turn it to that emergency. Yeah, I had to do like YouTube research on that. It's like the heat pump, the way it works. It's really interesting the way it works. But once you once it gets below a certain temperature, I think he said 20 degrees. It, it just can't keep it up. can't do it. It's the same as when you get in your car when mm-hmm. it's 110 and you've got oh God, the air yes. as cold as it'll go. It can't keep up. It just, it You're just still can't boiling do it. when you get to your destination because it just cannot blow cold enough. And I, I got to tell you, I mean, this is a well insulated house. I mean, my electric bill here in the spring and the fall is around 100 bucks, and it's a wow. 2200 square foot house. It's very insulated, but because of February, my the the, the March bill, right? That's the one that goes back or whatever was only like two hundred and seventy dollars and i thought oh mm, and that's, that's running good running actually. the coil yeah right so guess what i'm going to do next summer if it gets below 20 <laughs> i'm going to go to the pool so yeah so, well insulated the <laughs> house uh-huh. so it, it's good for winter and summer yeah. heat yeah but the probability of flooding is quite high uh, don't don't go there. I've been lucky. I had this basement yeah, hasn't flooded for sure. Well, we haven't had whatever. And I thought, okay, I'm going to give a teaser for. We're going to talk about tropics later. That tropic we have like tropical storm Grace. Well, tropical depression Grace. Grace let me down. Yeah, it, we we was we were hoping it was going to go in the Gulf and turn north, but now all the projection is going way over there to like Texas and Mexico. We'll get to that a little bit later, but. Anyway, we had a cold front move through the other day, and it knocked temperatures down. And it's we've had pretty typical summer weather. I mean, the the uh, average high is around ninety degrees for August in Branson, maybe ninety one, uh, and the humidity got a little bit lower. We never really got our. I, I can't say typical, because but but it has been reoccurring. The past few years, our August cool down this year. Yeah, we have not. Yeah, because so. right because we've had a couple of years there. It was a really hot July. Maybe more than two, and maybe like five. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while pretty back. consistent lately. Yeah, yeah, and it just would. I mean, the average high would be eighty in August. Like, yeah. wait, August is the hottest, you right, know, quote right, quote right. hottest month. But uh, no, we're we're doing that now. Granted, last was it last week? We did the podcast last week. We had like heat advisories for several days. We had we had it heat advisories, so and then we had a little week. reprieve, it was miserable. and then we had more heat advisories to, through like Friday, right? Yeah, right. We tried to go. The, we tried to go the track Tuesday afternoon, and it was so miserably hot. Like it was just bleh. Well, that's the thing we always talk about. There was no breeze, no and shade. It, oh, oh well, we had breeze though. Uh, there's two days we had it was a hot hot yeah i say it wasn't any better it's like if you you do the oven and you stand over it and you open the door i said (laughs) i texted you and i wasn't expecting i went out to water my plants and it was really breezy i said it's really breezy out here and you said yeah my mom said that too yeah mom said it was just really blowing in springfield it really was 
And uh, that that uh, the storm. When was that? Uh, I got some cool lightning video, but I didn't post it. Well, it, okay, we had the heat advisory. It, the cold front started on Friday, and yeah. Friday night into Saturday is when we really had. Well, we had the gust front come through. Which was cool. And it almost knocked my tomato plants over. <laughs> I, I was at work. Oh, that's right. Now, that was Saturday. Was that Saturday or Friday? No, that was Friday. I, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember. Because I, I don't work Saturday. Right. So that, that yeah, it was a, and the uh, AFD, Air, Area Forecast Discussion that the Weather Service always puts out, they were saying that these lines of thunderstorms that are developing were outflow-driven. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it, it's kind of a crapshoot. We, we look at it when we're posting all these outflow boundaries. Sometimes they just outflow and they're just, they just go. And it almost washed out right over Branson. Yeah, but we got a gust, though. We got a gust, but not everybody got the rain. I got some rain. True. Oh, I, I got zero. I got huh. no rain at all. Yeah, but no, it, bouncing on that, I remember driving home and texting you and saying, there's like small limbs down like, I was coming down uh, 76, approaching downtown, and on the right side, there were a couple of, like, decent small limbs down. I'm like, whoa. And then I got in my subdivision, and there were several places where limbs were like, dang, yeah, I didn't we realize had we wind. had that. There was definitely some wind. But it didn't su- sustain, though, did it? Because mm. I, was, I was doing a show, so I didn't know anything. It washed out right over us. Okay, so it just, it was, just it was, blew. It, and then you th- could tell it was going to wash out soon. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. really washed out right over us. Yeah, it now, it, like you said, it was strong in Springfield because that's yeah. basically where the main part of it. And an outflow boundary, uh, we've talked about it a lot. But the further out it goes, the weaker it gets. It just number one, it's it, it's called mixing uh, because it'll 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 go out and just kind of roll. And if you're close to it when it happens, it's very dramatic. You may get a temperature drop of like 20, 25 degrees and a wind of like 50 miles an hour when that thing starts. But the further you go out, the temperature gradient will drop and the amount of gust will drop. And But it was still potent. I mean... You know, there are different types of outflow boundaries, and there yes. really are. Please, please please, explain. There are, yes. And, you know, some of them you can see on radar from decaying thunderstorms in the vicinity. But there are times when you could have thunderstorms hundreds of miles away, and they put on an outflow boundary that they don't even show up on radar, but they're there. Yeah. And they will... F- they will... They will develop thunderstorms well after those thunderstorms have decayed like say you yeah a, yeah say you, you have a, a line of thunderstorms in the morning around kansas city that put it on an outflow boundary even though you can't see it on radar but storms can still develop along that outflow boundary later that afternoon exactly because heating's taking right. place right. and that thing starts Bam! Just but yeah, and that's what's cool, and I think that's exactly what happened right. on this one. It, it's not your typical, you know, garden. We call it the garden variety pop storms because the. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes you can get those. I mean, well, but those pop storms, you have outflow boundaries, an array of them all over the radar. Oh, they're flying around everywhere. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but th- but this one was, uh, I, and partially there it was. I'm going to say quasi associated with that cold front because remember the cold front was trying to move down too, and these thunderstorms were developing, and getting ahead of it. And there's sometimes you and I text, and we can't tell 
Is that an outflow boundary? Or is that the cold front? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. So, sometimes it's obvious. Yeah. Because you just have this little blue line. It goes ching ching ching. But ching, sometimes ching. outflow boundaries are so visible on radar, it looks like a cold front. Uh, it, yeah. Which so. is really really cool. I need. But to do they're it. not normally as as uh, pronounced, maybe uh, pronounced and violent when they actually move through oh yeah 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 and it, it, it just depends like i said it's a crapshoot because sometimes those outflow boundaries start flowing into a hostile environment right and that's where you get and the i made a good stuff. decision to not put the drone up that night because i would apparently know. yeah it was pretty you didn't windy feel like chasing it across the parking lot again correct Oh, yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. Who's that barefoot guy just rolling right? across? I mean, at least put on shoes next time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, and a brief explanation for the people who really don't know what an outflow boundary is. Uh, generally, uh, I'm going to talk on uh, like, a, like our poppers. When a, when a thunderstorm matures, the updraft in the thunderstorm uh, stops basically so it's going up and then up above on top of the thunderstorm there's all this colder air but when that engine the updraft stops and that cold air is denser and heavier and it comes down to the ground when it hits the ground it goes out and usually that's where you get the temperature drop and you get the gust front um depending on the severity of the thunderstorm will depend on how my uh, dynamic that outflow boundary is now sometimes what Corey and I were just talking about, you can get it associated with a big complex that's kind of attached to a cold front, and you get a very long, very, I mean, hundreds, sometimes hundreds of miles, mm-hmm. or at least maybe a hundred. It can, it can go across all of southwest Missouri. Yeah, oh yeah, a whole state or whatever, and yeah. that's what we were talking about before, because that major line was just, bam, because we, we were under the heat advisory, we have tons of instability we've got tons of moisture just sitting there waiting for that trigger and that's what happened and another thing i've been noticing and that's really cool on radar is uh it almost looks like areas of rotation but they're not they're actually updraft or downdraft yeah and it's always an area where i go i'm looking at velocities and it and it's bright red or whatever. Uh-huh. And I go, well, I'm going to switch this over to reflectivity, and I know there's going to be hail right there. And there there you go. Is. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of people really get confused on that right. because they just look at velocity. And, of course, we know green is, is air flowing towards the radar site. Red is air flowing away from the radar site. And the brighter it is, the faster it is. So you get this... You know that you see this on velocities. Oh my gosh! There's like this really bright green and right bright red. It must be a tornado. No, compare it to the reflectivity, right? And there's usually a huge hail course sitting and there. Usually, it's a little bit broader of an area than would be with a tornado. Tornadoes exactly. are very tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you're just you, you see them together, but you don't see them making a you know, good classic TVS right. tornado vortex signature on that. So, yeah. So watch that. I mean, if you're an amateur, uh, just be aware. Cause I've seen people in groups say, why isn't this tornado warned? It's like, well, it's not a TVS. It's an inflow outflow hail signature type of thing. And so. there's other times when it's not hail, but it's a, it looks <coughs> like it could be a, an area of rotation, but it's huge, like a mezzo, uh, what are they? The meso- oh, a mesovort. Yeah, yeah a mesovort. Yeah, those but, are cool. But, but they're a much bigger area than than what will be a tornado. Right. So 
it looks like a tornado or it looks like rotation on radar, but if it's a huge area, then it's probably not. Yeah. I mean, well, it's rotation, but it's not tornado. Right. It's exactly. It's, just think of a really tight, low pressure system, kind of like a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sure. hurricane. You look in there, you see it all kind of rotating around. And we call it a mesovortice or mesovort for mm-hmm. short. And, uh, like you said, a lot of people get freaked out. It's like, no. And when you get a mesovort, sometimes you can get some 70-mile-an-hour wind gusts. In but that you, sometimes when you see that on radar, you have to you have to really analyze it and second-guess yourself. It's like, what am I seeing here? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Okay, you could be like in a show. It's like, look at this. What am I seeing? It's like, I don't know. What am I seeing? It's like, uh, it looks too big to me. Yeah. That's yeah. a mesovort. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, I try, and I know you do too, but we try to post – what that is it's like look at this cool thing this is called a you know a mesovore that because we're educational you know we we want to educate right. the public on that wow we could just i love that mesovorts and stuff but what happened was after that cold front came through on saturday we cooled quote unquote <laughs> cooled down to mid did we now that when sunday did we get in the mid 80s is that it yeah that's yesterday I mean, there was one day that it really wasn't bad out. Well, the Saturday was, was the, lower, so that was noticeable. But it's yes. still gotten it's still gotten the mid eighties. Yeah, it, it's still it's still summer. Like I like I said, the uh, uh, normal high is about ninety. So, but if you're coming off of a heat advisory for like four or five days and you get to normal lower humidity, it's like, oh wow, this is nice. I could deal with that. I could totally deal with that. Oh, and I'm just going to throw this in. National Weather Service Springfield. If you're listening to this podcast, I did not get a July climate report from you. Uh, I've been looking for it. You know, I, they always sent them. I, I'm not sure why. Yeah, within two, with I think three days afterwards is is that. Yeah, sure. And I thought about you know messaging them because they they wasn't published because I always like to issue our climate report with theirs. So you can see the Springfield and the official, and then you can get the Branson Stormdar official mm-hmm. climate report and kind of compare the two. So I don't know what's what's up with that. Maybe they'll do both of them next time. So, so I'm looking at our ambient weather yes. station, mm-hmm. which is on our roof right here. Yes, on t- right right above us, actually. Here we are, August 16th, right? Mm-hmm. 0.73 inches of rain for the month. Which we got most of that last week or something. Yeah, we haven't had a lot, which concerns me. Right. So, I mean, I also looked at the WPC today. Okay. And there is an increased chance of rain in our vicinity. Not, Not so much over us. Northeast Oklahoma... Extreme southeast Kansas, maybe western Missouri, are showing up in the two-inch range for the next seven days. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Now they're now towards the end of this week. I they were talking about that, but the forecast grid has been changing quite a bit. It changes every run. I know, seems. and that's why it's making me kind of skitzy trying because to. One time we had. Rain on Wednesday, then we didn't, then we did again. Yeah, and then so. Tuesday, and it's like, okay, we're not going to do that. And then now they've really ramped it. I mean, models are just kind of nuts. They are um, for sure, which yeah. you know is a thing now. So 
Uh, it it is. Yeah. And actually, our weather school, we're going to get that in a bit, is about weather models. So, Well, we are due. We haven't had an all-day long rain in a, long in a, time. In a while. Did well, you say three quarters of it? fun in the summer because then we can't do anything. Well, but we need some rain. We're, we're going to turn to a brown. But I said that we're due, we're due for uh, we're, we're due for something soaking yeah. rain. We yeah. really are. Not We've not had, five inches, but a, no, like no, you said, no, a soaking but, nice rain. Right, right, well, right. I need to make sure it's a day that I don't have any plans and I can just sit and well, watch it Well, you better... Put in your bid to Mother Nature then. Yeah. So, Let okay. me know if it's going to rain all day so I can get all my stuff done before and just sit on my <laughs> couch all day and watch TV and watch I don't know what it's going to take for that to happen because... Well, it's going to take a tropical system. That's what I thought. But right now there's none... None of them are making it I way. thought Grace might be the one, but no. No, I... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Why don't we get to the tropics and talk about that? It's tropical. Yeah, I mean uh, the, the the tropics. <clears throat> excuse me. That's I mean that's that's what we need is a nice, not strong, not powerful, but a tropical like system to come up through the you know the South Louisiana, Arkansas, and to kind of give us a really nice rain. But uh, let let's back up. Let's talk about tropical storm Fred made landfall today. Yeah, I did. That thing bombed right before it made landfall. Did you see that? I did. Bombed as in died? No. No. Oh, no. Bomb. blew up. That's the opposite Ooh. of when you talk about tropical well, stuff. Bomb is I should say, when you I think explode. of something bombed, it's like, right. ah, it was a bummer. Well, it's called bombogenesis, Ooh. which is a newly popular word when it comes to tropicals in the past oh, five, yeah, I hear people five using years it every or so. day in daily conversations. Well, I, 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 bet, I bet you do. I mean, all these I was Facebook... I Walmart the other day and everybody's like, do you ever see this Bombo Genesis? I know. I know. It's, it's so popular now. It's like, I don't even know why we... All the teens are using it this day. Yeah, plenty of Bombo tomatoes for Genesis. this Bombo Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bombo Genesis basically means when, when a... Uh, it, it, Generally relates to it like a hurricane tropical system is when it rapidly increases in strength. Like within 24 hours, it'll go from like a depression to like maybe a cat two hurricane. It'll just bomb, and that's a actual uh, an actual uh, term they use, bombogenesis. So when we say bomb, now I think if memory correct uh, serves me right, Corey, didn't Michael do that? Hurricane Michael, like a year or two ago or whatever, it went kind of up the Gulf. And they said, oh, it's just going to be a tropical storm. And then right maybe a day before it hit land, it bombed into a Cat 2. It's well, like, that's, whoa. That's one, yes, but that's not the only one. Oh, no, no. There's been several. I mean, that's what several it's in, in my, in my brain. Years. Yeah. So that's why I'm wondering. Uh, it was like, uh, what, tri- the maximum sustained winds was like 50, and it was like 45, and then 50. And then I checked this morning right before it hit land. It was 65. I went, whoa, that thing was trying to bomb out. Of course, the the wind. Oh my gosh, the wind is just. I mean, not the wind. The temperature, temperature in the Gulf right now is just perfect for these things to bomb out. Yeah, and I haven't really been checking the temperature of the Gulf, but it has to be high. It's always high this time of year in the oh, eighty-five. Yeah, it's well in the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah, which is right. Uh, but anyway, tropical storm Fred did make landfall around two thirty today mm-hmm. on the Florida Panhandle. Uh, max max sustained wind sixty-five. Now, Grace, you heard me and Corey were talking about. 
you know, tropical depression grace. It was a tropical storm, but it decided to move over land, like, and that's Haiti and the Dominican Republic. So, of course, that's going to knock it down a little bit. So it's now a tropical depression, and then it's going to go over to Cuba. And actually, oddly, pretty much the same track that Fred did. Looks like it's going to track right over Cozumel, Mexico, and oh. the Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah, it's just going to go west, right? And then what's the bay right there? Bay of Camille? The, what's the bay? Campeche. Yeah. 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 It looks like it's going to strengthen right over there. Yeah, and and I have it. Um, now, uh, the National Hurricane Center updates every three hours with major updates every six hours. And I did not check, but uh, on my notes, I said it's going to remain a tropical storm. But, Corey, you said the latest said it could become a hurricane? could be a Category 1 hurricane. Wow. By the 20th or 21st. They're, they're expecting a, a landfall around uh, the morning of the 21st in eastern Mexico. Okay, so it, it's not going to turn. We were hoping no, it would turn. it's not going to turn. Wow, I'm really surprised that thing is just making a... Because Fred went basically the same path and just turned and went north. Now, this one is just going to keep going. So that is something that's fortunately not going to affect our land mass. I mean, uh, the Well, the keys... early models looked like it was going to turn maybe towards us, and it gave me a little hope. Yeah, that's why I was like, eh, and I was afraid to say anything because you know how these things go. <laughs> but now it's may even turn to the left a little bit. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't check that track. So. Shoot. Well, but th- but that's her. Uh, well, tropical tropical depression, which will become a tropical storm, which is now forecasted. To It'll become probably a be a tropical storm by tomorrow or the next day for sure. Once it gets out because of it's the land, go south of Cuba. Oh, that Jama- is left. Over that's Jamaica, more west. Okay, over Cozumel, and then once it hits the Bay of Campeche, it's gonna. <laughs> I'll say Campeche. Become maybe become a, a category one. Now, how long does it say it's supposed to stay that? Because, like, just right before it hits land. Okay, so it, so it may bomb right before it, it may. Wow, yeah. And then we'll we see. have my favorite tropical storm Henry, who developed. We have three in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like, oh, what is that one hurricane that we always made fun of? Uh, one. J U H J U A Juan. Juan. Yeah, that uh, because it's 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 going to be the drunken sailor tropical storm. I was wondering what this on the notes said. Drunken sailor. I'm like, well, is there a tropical yeah. storm called drunken sailor. Well, it's, it's right in the middle of the Atlantic, and it's really not. It's going to kind of go south, and then it's going to kind of curl up a little bit in the north, and kind of go in a circle. It's going to be like the drunken storm. It's not really going to affect. Anything. You know, sometimes I get those. <laughs> we get those drunken storms that do loop de loops. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but then they. <laughs> Actually figure out where they want to go, and they actually slam into the United States. So Ooh. we have to figure it out. What's yeah. going to happen if they if it actually does a loop de loop? I don't know if it's going to do a full loop de loop or not. Yeah, I mean, so it might not. But but th- yeah, the five sometimes days only they actually good. finally straighten out and cause some issues. So we'll have to watch that one. That yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we'll see. It, was it one? Is that the one? Because I I always made a a joke about it. Yeah, you know, like tequila or whatever. Yeah. The drunk, that's why I call it the drunken sailor. Dawn There's water. been a couple in the past five years that do that. Yeah, and it's in the middle. I mean, we're not. It's 
Right. If you look at the Atlantic between England and the United States, this thing is, bam, right in the middle. Okay, that's what we got going on in the Atlantic. But we have... We had a powerhouse going on in uh, Pacific. I mean, it's not affecting land, but Hurricane Linda was a major hurricane for a few days. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing, uh, I mean, it, it developed. I think we talked about it last week. It was, I, they're just going so L. We're going L now with Linda. They're happening so quickly. They're, 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 they're well over the, uh, the Atlantic storms. We're only an H for that. Yeah, but but so we have three in the in the in the bin right now, so right. that's going to keep going. But but the Pacific that that one and I didn't again I didn't check, but but that one is now it's it's drifting towards Hawaii, but I really don't think it's going to make it to Hawaii. I mean, it's decre- decreasing. It looks like it's going to go north of Hawaii, and it's decreasing rapidly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, at the time I checked it, like at five or six o'clock, the maximum sustained winds was a, were a hundred miles an hour, and it was up there like one thirty-five, I think, at one point. It was a big old hurricane, um, but yeah, it's decreasing. It's going over unfavorable uh, conditions. And if you click on the Central Pacific, uh, the National Hurricane Center has three sectors. There's the Atlantic, the Pacific, and the Central Pacific. And the reason they have the Central Pacific is because Hawaii is right in the middle of that. And and uh, it's, um, you can kind of see Linda on the Central Pacific, but, you know, we're not throwing out any flares right now. We're... Hawaii does not look like to be in a path. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't getting... The Pacific is so huge it's gigantic that they can form and meander throughout the entire ocean and not really hit they might hit for Gil- days they might hit gilligan's island <laughs> yeah or right. uncharted island out there there's tons of them but yeah yeah nothing populated <laughs> exactly yeah they could they could do that but uh yeah so that's what we're seeing now. I, I haven't checked. Is there any other development over in the Pacific? Because I didn't see any when I checked it. Um, Is there I don't think yellow, so. orange X or whatever? No. Okay. Wow. Well, that does it for the... I mean, I get Western Pacific, but they're they're always busy over there, it seems like. Oh, the typhoonage? Yeah. Typhoonage. That's my new word. I should have that for weather word of the week. Typhoonage. What is Typhoonage. You both share is looking at me it's, like, what are you talking about? There's no typhoons, <laughs> just, just more tropical That's depressions over there. That's just what they call hurricanes or tropical storms if you're in the Pacific, right? What? Typhoons? Well, yeah. They wow. They call them hurricanes, they call them typhoons. Well, wow, I'll give you a ding on that. Depends on what part of the Pacific you're in. Ooh. Right. And why is that? Why is that exactly? Why don't they call the same it's thing like, everywhere? I'm just going to change the name of this storm to a yeah. typhoon. Okay. It's not a hurricane over here. <laughs> I don't know. Well, why why don't you message the National Hurricane Center? In that? Well, because I guess we have to have our own set of rules or whatever. I don't know. It's all the same thing, and then it's a cyclone. But say so you're in the Eastern Pacific, yeah, which is basically the Eastern Pacific would be the Pacific Ocean's version of the Cape Verde Islands. If you are in the oh right. So, Eastern Atlantic, right? Right. So, they're not. They don't change their name over there in the Cape Verde. So, at what point does it become a typhoon from a hurricane from Central Pacific to 
Eastern Pacific, I guess. You know, it may be answered in the Hurricane Weather School, but we're not doing the Hurricane Weather. We did the Hurricane Weather School <laughs> <laughs> the other day. <laughs> I don't know. Does it pass a certain latitude or longitude that, oh, I'm not a hurricane no more. I'm a typhoon. Well, I mean, it could be the inter- International Dateline. Could be. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I'm just pulling that out of my out of my headphones right now. I I have no idea. Well, I would assume that was what it is actually. So, so there there you have it. So we we just made the definitive exactly. answer right here on storm dark weather. <laughs> well, I mean, Corey and I were just talking about you know the the forecast around Branson is changing with each run. Uh, for sometimes we're going to have. You know, maybe some poppers with 40%, and then it's like, okay, and then the next day, it's like, nah, we're not going to have anything. Well, that's due to weather models, and we, the weather school this this week is about weather models. There are tons of them, and we only cover just a few of them because there are way too many to get into. So let's get to the weather school now. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. This week's topic is all about weather models. You've heard us constantly talk about models on our Facebook page, so we wanted to give you some insight on exactly what they are and how they work. There are so many different types of models out there, and they involve intense calculations of data provided by radiosondes. A radiosonde is a battery-powered instrument carried in the atmosphere by a weather balloon filled with hydrogen, and they're released twice a day from around 92 different National Weather Service offices all around the country. The balloons take the radiosondes way up in the atmosphere to measure things like altitude, temperature, dew point, wind direction and speed, and barometric pressure. Eventually, the balloons will burst after reaching a height of around 13 miles, and the radiosonde will fall back to Earth. You might happen to find one of these radiosondes on your property sometime. They're all equipped with a prepaid postal bag, so all you'd need to do is put the instrument in the bag, and the post office will return it to the National Weather Service for recycling. The raw data collected by the radiosondes are relayed back to the National Weather Service office and fed into supercomputers. In essence, the models themselves are computer programs that produce a future state of the atmosphere. All of them use mathematical calculations and project how they think the atmosphere will behave in the future. Each model uses slightly different equations and we get slightly different solutions with each one. Their accuracy is good one to three days out and starts decreasing after that. Most models are pretty good up to six days and only somewhat accurate after that. There are two types of weather models. One, probabilistic, and two, deterministic. Probabilistic models vary the starting conditions slightly and are basically producing a what-if scenario. The deterministic models are ones that run with a specific set of conditions and result in a single conclusion. One of the main ones we use is the GFS, or Global Forecast System. 
This one is updated every six hours and is designed for short, medium, and long-range output. This one can forecast 384 hours or 16 days out, although the accuracy really diminishes after about seven days. We also use the NAM, or North American model. It's similar to the GFS, but it has a shorter range in forecasting and only goes out about 84 hours. Another popular one is the ECMWF, or the European Center for Medium Range Weather Forecasting Model, or what we call the EC or European. It's different from the GFS and the NAM. The EC uh, has a high resolution and is able to forecast smaller scale processes. The difference between the American models, the GFS and the NAM, and the European is that the European collects data every hour for 12 hours before generating an output. The EC only updates twice a day and is really considered a little bit more accurate than the American models. Each model uses hypothetical situations and compiles a best guess based on the data they ingest. The GFS uses 21 hypothetical situations while the EC uses 51. The models run various scenarios and change small variables with each run, and then they select the most common result. Usually, most models come into the same agreement about two days out. A few other models in this category are the RGEM, or Regional Deterministic Prediction System, that's another Canadian model, and the JMA, which is a Japanese model. Some of the other shorter range models we use are the HRRR, or HER, which stands for High Res Rapid Refresh. This one only goes out 18 hours, but it's updated every hour. This one's good for very near-term forecasting, like severe weather events. Another is the WRF, or WARF, which stands for Weather Research Forecasting, and only goes out 48 hours. The WARF also updates every hour. There are even models that focus more on tropical weather like the HWRF or the Hurricane Weather Research and Forecasting model. This one is a cousin to the wharf and it's designed to track disturbances over the oceans. One of the longer range models is the CFS or Climate Forecast System. This one doesn't focus too much on near-term weather because it's designed to look at the global climate patterns and make seasonal forecasts. Models only generate output for slices of the atmosphere in which weather and patterns have a propensity to differentiate. The first slice is taken at roughly 5,000 feet, where the friction from the Earth decreases considerably and the airflow is more constant. The next slice is around 10,000 feet, and at around 18,000 feet, we're able to see areas of vorticity better, like low pressure systems and ridges of high pressure. The top two slices are around 30,000 and 38,000 feet, and that's where we can see the jet stream much easier. Because models only give us slices of the atmosphere, then it's up to the human forecaster to make judgments on what weather should occur in the entire vertical column. Models are only used as a guide, and it's up to the forecaster to make the final call. Weather models are very complex, and it would literally take hours to fully explain the ins and outs of how they work, but this should give you a basic knowledge of weather models. So, next time you hear a forecaster say, models are indicating, then you'll know what we're talking about.
If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you should know enough about weather models to do it yourself. You can go to those sites I listed, Tropical Tidbits. You can go to Pivotal Weather. You can go, where's some other sites? Twister Data. There's tons of sites you can go to get weather models. So there you go. Don't get disappointed too much. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. So it's time to get to the next segment, which is in other news. And I've got a few things. So I want to start uh, with something the Springfield National Weather Service uh, posted the other day, which I thought, oh, that is really cool. And the they other showed day? Yeah. It was the other day. Like, uh, when was it? Like yesterday or the day before? It's when they posted it. Wow. I saw something this morning that they posted. No, I've had this for a couple of days. Really? Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you mean about the, the boost rings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, it, the boost rings. Now, what we're talking about is bird things. So when birds, like in the morning, uh, when, they, when they leave their roost, you can actually see them on radar. So I want to read just a little bit about this. Uh, this is... Direct from the National Weather Service Springfield says, Bird roost rings have been frequently visible lately from our National Weather Service radar in Springfield. Roost rings are commonly seen in the late summer when some communal bird species gather at group sites prior to fall migration. These rings take on an expanding donut or arc shape. It is more common to see them on radar on clear and calm mornings close to sunrise when cool air settles near the ground causing an inversion. The inversion allows the radar beam to bend downward somewhat, allowing it to sample or detect the bird roosts as the birds fly away from uh, their overnight spots. And they say, we are not entirely sure of the types of birds that make up the roost rings, but purple martins have been documented to make these roost rings, and they are common to the area. So you look up purple martins if... uh, you're interested in, and actually the radar was very interesting when I saw it because you, you, the National Weather Service was just full of cool information about these bird roost rings. These roost rings, yes. But I was going to post it as well because I saw it on our radar, and then I was getting ready to post it, and then I saw that they had posted it 15 minutes before I saw it. And oh, really? I didn't get to post it because they posted it, which is oh. cool. <laughs> I'm oh, glad funny. they saw it too. Okay, you know. You know, I'm more, you know, you get the birds in the early mornings. Mm-hmm. I like the ones in the later afternoons and evenings. Like the, um, You also can see roost rings, but they're bats at that point. That's the cool thing, too. I like right the bats. Right around sunset, yeah. I like the bats because that's when they wake up by 8.30 at night. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because that's when they fly out of the cave I work in. Nice. 8.30, between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. It's, it's almost like clockwork. I don't know how they do it every night at the same time, but they do. And you can see them on radar, especially north of Bolivar. There's a, an unnamed cave up there. There has to be because it happens up there it has all to. the time. Yeah. But the Weather Service can't tell you where that is. They can't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that they even know. But there's 10,000 well, caves. There's 10,000 caves around there here. Really there really are. Yeah. There are tons of caves, right. So uh, you can see it. Birds in the morning, bats in the evening. And it's, it's the coolest. It's like a ring, an expanding ring. Basically. Yeah, on the radar loop. It's really cool to watch. But yeah, I was going to post something, and, and they, they, they beat me to it. 
Oh. I love it when they do that. Well, was this today? I don't think this was today. Was was it today? It, it could have been yesterday or the day before. I was going to say, I thought I, I had this screenshot. My yeah. days run together. Well, that, yeah, that's true. And you've had a few days off, so now your days are really running together. Right. <laughs> Yeah, was that was that your in other news? No. Oh, okay. What's your what's? He's just finding all kinds of wealth facts. No, that's um, great. Well, uh, you may uh, wonder as we go through July and August, what exactly was the hottest month ever recorded on Earth? The hottest month ever recording on Earth. Well, mm. we just lived through it. No way. It was July, the hottest month. Ever recorded on Earth. So you're, you're talking globally. You're not talking just the U.S. I'm talking globally. Globally, okay. On Earth. Oh, well, on the Earth. Earth is global. <laughs> it was July. Venus is warmer. You know, July is typically the world's warmest month of the year, but July 2021 outdid itself as the hottest hmm. July and month ever recorded. Awesome. Yeah, it was uh, 1.67 degrees Fahrenheit above the 20, the 20th century average of 60.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, that doesn't seem like a bunch. That doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. But when you get one to two degrees above average, that does more than you think. Yeah, and you're talking it's, globally. It's a global so, average. Right. It's a global, not a U.S. average, a global average. So if you have to think about it, if I may interject, it's winter in the south part. Sure. So when you're, so we're factoring all of that in. So if it's above that, yeah, we're talking meltage going on. It's not a good thing. Right. It's not a good thing. It's like winter. If it's 32 degrees, it freezes. If it's 33 degrees, it melts. And we're getting to that point. It was the hottest July in 142 years since wow. record-keeping began. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it was 0. 0.0, wait, 0. 0.02 degrees uh, warmer than the previous record, which was set only five years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it's kind of obvious right. that over the past decade and stuff the the earth is warming and i've been hearing chatter now they're saying that this global warming thing is really going faster than they thought too it's not a good thing no it isn't it's it, not it's going much faster than i thought that that just that was another story that came out this week or the two weeks ago yeah that it's progressing much faster than previously thought and We've they've got to figure out a way to reverse this thing. Well, somehow, I mean, I mean, and and people are probably saying, well, it's only like a degree. Well, you know, in the global global things, a degree does make a difference. You know, if a degree makes a ton of difference, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It, it it's it's. I'm not scared yet. I'm anxious. Because this needs to slow down somehow. Well, somehow. I'm anxious and a little terrified because if people only... I, I wish people realize the effect that one degree 
at a time makes. Yeah. They don't. A lot of people don't. Right. So. No. It's not good. Anyway, July was the hottest on record. So is that your depressing in other news? And, you know, (laughs) August may be up there, too. You know, we've been setting a lot of these records lately. You know, I wouldn't doubt it. Seriously, I wouldn't doubt it because we just talked in the A block. You know, you generally we've been having a cooler August. Well, this August we've had last week was right. all filled with heat advisories. Of course, with July you had that whole North Pacific Northwest heat wave. Oh, that's we were, we're at the wildfires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. But uh, I, it's, I, I'm it's, with you. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. It's not. It's it's. It's happening so often. You know, you have the third warmest March. You have the third warmest April. Yeah, and you keep hearing that every year. Every year. It's, it's the warmest on record. Well, that should tell people something. Yeah, and, and here, really should. And here, I mean, we're having this kind of nice little stretch of typical summer weather, but uh, I've been looking at indications by next Monday. It's going to get warm again. We're going right back up to the mid nineties, maybe yeah, upper nineties. Sure. And I think our weather station—I haven't checked it, but I don't think it's—it's it's done it. I think it's recorded the highest temperature this year is ninety-nine point nine. <laughs> well, let me tell you, did something. we hit a hundred? I, I haven't no, seen it. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, and and, and, and it's weird. We've hit ninety-nine point one, right? And we hit that like a month or so ago. Okay, and. Two two or three days ago, we hit ninety nine point one again. Or the la- last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah. Well, it's been a little more than a week ago. So that's the highest we've ever recorded on our weather station. Is ninety nine point one recently? All time and recently, we 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 no. We, it says ninety nine point nine. I've seen ninety nine point one. Okay. Keep talking. I'm going to go. You look at that. Now, we had 99.1, and we hit that probably May or June, and then we hit it again last week. We didn't go above it. We tied it. So I thought, something wrong with our weather station? We only get 99.1 on that thing? But, uh, okay. So far for the year, we've got 99.1. Point. Really? Oh, okay. It's doing this. Oh, wait. It's doing this weird thingy where I need to log out and log back in again. Oh. Okay. Keep talking while I log back in. Well, so far for the week, which starts yesterday. Right. We've only got to 88.3. For the month, we've gotten to 99.1. And for the year, we've gotten to 99.1 twice. (coughs) Maybe 99.9 was last year. I remember 99.9. I think it was. I think okay. It was. Well, okay. That makes sense then. Because, yeah, I'm seeing 99.1 now. It had to have been last year. Anyway, keep talking. So. That number rings in my head. It's like, I know that. <clears throat> I was just hoping something's not wrong with our weather station. It's only recording 99.1 as a maximum. Because it's hit that that maximum temperature twice since July mm. and January 1st. You know, since the. First of the year. When our batteries say they're low again, so. Yeah, we need to go change them. You you got uh, the lithium, right? We don't have it up there now, no. We no, no, need, no, no, but you got to. them in your pocket, right? We need to. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's 20 after 10 at night. I well, think you should totally climb on the roof Yeah, just night. go up there. Yeah, we could do that. You know, 
the the weather the, the batteries in our weather station hold up better in warm weather than they do cold weather. I yeah. had to change them at least two or three times last. I know there's something year. wrong because we shouldn't have to do that. But now we're just it says reminiscing we need, about her. It says we need to use lithium batteries, and we don't, but we need to. But you, but you went and got some, right? I, yeah, I got some, but we need to. Put oh, them let's in go there. up there tomorrow. Yeah, come on over tomorrow. We'll do that. But in the summer, in the you know any any except for extreme cold, they're fine. Exactly. Yes. So no. Is that your in, your in other news? That was my in other news. Well, I just got a couple of. Quickie things here before Shara shares over there diligently looking for her segment. Stuff for her segment. Aren't you, Shara? Good. I got them. You got them. Oh, you got them. Okay. Uh, I've just got a couple more things on any other news that are quick. Um, the hummingbirds are active again. Uh, Mom is noticing We've that. We've been noticing that. I've noticed Someone it. took our hummingbird feeder down. I feel bad. And now really? they're out there not having any food and they, they just they look come. in the window at us like. What's and up, they're dude? like staring at me. It's like if they like give you the stare down feeder? if you don't have food ready for them. Well, yeah, and my mom. I mean, she said she she she's got hummingbirds out there. I look there's of course you can't see it over here now, but out my kitchen window right next door there's a huge tree ish. I don't know if it's a tree or a bush, but it's got these orange flower things on it, and there mm. were tons of hummingbirds just getting out. Of Whoa, this is weird. They sit on my tomato planters. Every day, and they're looking for my hummingbird feeder, and I took it down to I wash him, it. I was like, "You need to find and it." They're so look, depressed. They look sad. I have since misplaced it, and I can't find it. Your hummingbird feeder? Yeah. yeah. What is wrong with you? Feeder. I don't know. We <laughs> had two when the season what? started. So I need to find it and yeah, because they're it up. looking pitiful out there. I'll do that. I know. I'm going to search for it tomorrow, and I can't find they're it. They're like starting oh, to peck on the window and no, get mad. I might no, just do have it to go hit me a new one. That's weird. He never, lost his funny. Never <laughs> put off today. What you tomorrow? What you could do today? <laughs> no, I say always put off today. Where you can do tomorrow. exactly? That's what I do. Anyway, and then uh, the other. T- oh, and also, my mother has noticed this, and I'm kind of afraid of this. She's had uh, ants being very active. Uh, she all of a sudden she went in and she looked, and there's ants trying to come in her house and stuff. So she's spraying and trying stuff. And uh, fortunately, my aunt situation has calmed down but since my mother has said that i'm just i'm keep looking at where my aunts i was like oh my gosh are they gonna start coming back in again so so far they haven't but i probably will wake up in the morning and your be like, aunts are more dependent on if we get a heavy rain outside i think because they want to come in and actually get that's what happened and you said that yeah. last time I mean, they i got him calmed down and a huge heavy rain coming like here they come i saw a line of ants in my rock bed tonight so a line you know, of ants. They're, they're definitely out there. Oh, they are. And, and my exterminator came out and looked around, and he said, "I have ants all around the perimeter of my house." Like, great, thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as long as they stay out, I don't care. Right. You know, nature has. They need to live as much as I do, but it's like spiders. Stay outside. Don't live in my house because if you get in my house, you will die. So, uh, <laughs> my uh, other two quickie things, which people have probably heard of, uh, there was an earthquake in Haiti, seven point two. That's pretty big, and the only reason I'm bringing that up is because, unfortunately, Tropical Depression Grace is just about ready to slam over that, and that's going to. Uh, 
uh, makes worse than the condition. It is, and uh, that's going to lead us to eventually our weather word of the week, which I thought was perfect. But and also, I saw right before uh, we went on on air, uh, Alaska had a six point nine earthquake, and they said no tsunami warning, which isn't out of the ordinary up there. True, true. Just six point nine is pretty pretty up Haiti. There. You know, they had an earthquake not too long ago, 10 years ago or so. Oh, I know. That was up there about the same magnitude, and it killed a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And now, I mean, the last I heard, well, I was watching the news, uh, I think they said about 1,400 now have died from the Haiti mm-hmm. earthquake. It's like, man, those poor people. And now you got a tropical depression moving over. I mean, that yep. is not good. So so welcome to the depressive part of mm-hmm. Storm Dark Weather mm-hmm. Podcast. So. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's time we have... A, is that all you had? Yes. Okay. I, we, we need to have a little bit more fun, so we need to toss it to our next segment, which is... Get ready to get educated in Shara's Fun Facts. It's Shara's Fun Facts, so hopefully they're not depressive like they were a month ago. Uh, <laughs> What did I do a month ago? I don't know. You're doing something depressive. You know, people die in Titanic. I don't always I don't make know. it fun, though. I don't know. We need to make it fun. So, Shara. These were kind of sent to me by Corey, so. Oh, uh, well. If they're not that fun, <laughs> you can blame him. They were informative. They were, they're informative. But that's okay. But that's not the point. They're supposed to be fun. It's up to you to make them fun. Uh, Shara's informative facts. Right? <laughs> there you go. So, okay. What you got? I don't know if these are Folklore, facts, <clears throat> talking about animals and stuff being able to predict the weather. Okay, what's that? So, I don't know. I mean, I lived on a farm, and yes, there are times when the animals can predict the weather. But usually the weather was already happening. Oh, yeah. You know, like if it's starting to get a little stormy out, the horses are going to run around in circles. Oh, yeah, yeah, things exactly. Things like that. But, you know, this one wants to know if, if a cow... Can predict the weather. Hmm. Here's the folklore. If a cow stands with its tail to the west, the weather is said to be fair. If a cow grazes with its tail to the east, the weather is likely to turn sour. That doesn't rhyme. Folklore doesn't have to rhyme. Oh, okay. I said they were rhyme. <laughs> I was I waiting was for folklore. a rhyme. <laughs> there is some truth to this. Okay. I mean, animals graze with their tail toward the wind. So that if a predator sneaks up behind them, the wind will catch that scent of the predator and they can prevent the oh, attack. Oh, now that makes total sense. So this part I do know. Um, coyotes are bad with cows and coyotes will not approach a group. They will not ag- approach an entire herd. Okay, so that's why the babies usually stay in the middle of the herd. Oh. It's when they find those babies off to themselves. Gotcha. And that's when the coyotes come out. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, they don't mess with a whole herd of cows. They'll take you down. Those things weigh tons. Yeah, true. But um, there is several other things here that there could be some truth to these. Okay. Uh, Frogs croak loudly when it's about to rain. Okay, okay, okay. Have you ever heard that frogs croak loudly when it's about to rain? It's true. Why? Frogs croak loudly to mate, and they are more successful following a good rain. So this is because the eggs are laid in bodies of water, fresh water. The male frogs will start croaking with more gusto before a rain. Interesting. Okay. Kind of like setting the mood. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
Crickets predict the temperature. Knew that. This one we know because we know that crickets only chirp at a certain temperature. Yes. So we all know the evening sound of a cricket. But did you know the number of cricket chirps report the temperature? Mm -hmm. No kidding. Just count the number of times a cricket chirps in 14 seconds and add 40 to that number. The total is the temperature in Fahrenheit. So, okay. So you're saying count. Count how many times a cricket chirps in 14 seconds. And then add 40 40. to that. And that will give you the temperature in Fahrenheit. How cool that is, is that? All right. And yeah. we know that they only chirp at a certain temperature. Yeah, because anyway, I remember you had a fun fact way a long time ago. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. When birds fly low, bad weather's coming. Birds are the best weather predictors of all of them all. I mean, because they got to fly in it. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Birds tend to fly low when a storm is coming and higher in good weather due to the changes in air pressure. In fact, birds seem to know when to evacuate an area before storms and bad weather even arrive. Uh, Studies hypothesize that the birds hear infrasound, a low-frequency noise, coming from an approaching storm system before it's even visible to us. And this capability also helps birds determine migration patterns because they can identify weather patterns in advance. Why don't they just look at radar? So we should just be looking at the birds. Why do we need radar? Just watch the birds. (laughs) But I want to, you're not supposed to stand outside and watch birds if it's lightning outside. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to tell you before it even shows up. Like yeah, and then, and then count the crickets. You know? <laughs> you know, when they all start dispersing, we're like, ooh, something's happening. I'm out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. 20 signs of a cold and harsh winter. 20. 20 signs. Okay. Now, y'all haven't done your winter weather prediction yet. No, but. we haven't. Here are but some tw- people have. Here are 20 signs <laughs> that we could have a cold and harsh winter. All right. Thicker than normal onions or corn husks. Ooh. So if you grew corn or harvested some onions from the garden, check the skins if they are thicker or thinner. But they have to be from your own garden because if you go to Walmart and buy them, who knows where they were grown. Uh, right. Exactly. It's not going to be the same. But okay. anyway. Um, woodpeckers sharing a tree. So apparently they don't share trees normally. That's new to me. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I mean, it makes sense. You know, woodpeckers. They want to pick on their own tree. I've only seen a single pecker before in a tree. Right. Yeah. I've never seen two in one tree before. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, if you see two woodpeckers in a tree, early arrival of the snowy owl. Don't have snowy owls around here. We so don't. I don't, I don't know where that's owl. at. All right. But if you see those, it would kind of freak me out if we did. I yeah, think we would definitely know it's going to be a harsh winter if we start seeing snowy owls. I'm moving. I think they're like extinct. <laughs> There's only like a couple of them still alive. Yeah. Um, early departure of geese and ducks. So if you start seeing them fly early. south, oh, nor- I, I, okay. I would, earlier I than normal. That. Yeah, yeah, they're getting the heck out of they here. Can, they kind of know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the early migration of same thing, the monarch butterfly. Um, yeah. All those things start leaving soon. Which We're shows up on radar, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You get too many of them. Um, I'm not going to be getting this close to cows, even though I was raised on a cattle farm. Thick hair on the nape of a cow's neck. Interesting. They don't like when you get super close to them. I was going to say, I don't think so. They're called like they're kind of like you know you're all up in my business. Let me go. To your mom and dad's next. We'll go, we'll go get yeah, next to a couple of you do cows. that. There you go. And yeah. I'm going to stand on the <laughs> See what's line. going on in their 
nape area. I'll be on the four-wheeler heading out of there. Right. Actually, you you see what's on the nape area. Cow, Corey will be over there ready to tip over the cow. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be going, yeah, you go say hello to that cow and see what he does. <laughs> okay. She does, sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, heavy and numerous fogs during August. So have we seen heavy and numerous now, fogs during August? Wasn't this some kind of... Fun fact from way back. I this is familiar yeah, to me. I've had so many. Yeah, it's it like lower. You had some lore types. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Okay. Raccoons with thick tails and bright bands. Okay. Again, I don't get this close to raccoons, but although if you want I have to. to interject, my mother has a little tailless cat that stays outside in Springfield, and uh, mom and she feeds it. And she went outside and looked through the door to think the cat was there, and a raccoon was out there eating the cat. You know, you had an ugly possum in your driveway when we pulled up. Ew! We forgot to tell you that popcorn. Like he was a he was a fuzzy one, like a fuzzy white one, standing right there staring at me. It was creepy. When I moved, though, he took off running into your woods. Oh my gosh, mom! It was popcorn. I used to have a pet possum when I was five. Uh, Okay. I have a picture. He looked really small, like he was a baby, or he was. Oh, uh, he was just lost. He was demented. Okay. Um, mice chewing furiously to get into your home. Oh. I typically don't see mice chewing to get into my home, but okay. Okay, that must mean something wrong. <laughs> like if you got mice chewing into your home, you may have other issues than mild. <laughs> exactly. Um, spiders spinning larger than usual webs and entering the house in great numbers. So if you start getting a bunch of spiders at once. It could be a nasty winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm not spiders. gathering yes. sticks. I have never in my life seen a pig gather a stick. I but have not either. <laughs> I had pigs on my farm, but, of course, we didn't let them roam free to go get some sticks. So this could be why <laughs> they stayed in a pen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, ants marching in a line rather than meandering. Uh-oh. But I've always you said seen ants. Yeah. I've always seen ants in a line. When do they ever just meander? I saw ants in a line yesterday. But unless you really? go up and stomp your foot down by them, they're going to stay in a line. So they don't I just gotta, wander I all got... over. What? Man. Oh no! Just remembered I had another in another news just oh, now. Oh goodness! <laughs> had to well, do with ants in a line, but go ahead. <laughs> well, after her thing, we'll we'll do yours and we'll do the weather at the end when we have other things. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Early seclusion of bees within the hive. Okay. Unusual abundance of acorns. That's Ooh. believable. Yeah, I can get that. I would think you wouldn't see acorns because I would feel like the animals would be hiding them if we're going to have a nasty winter. Yeah, but if the, tr- the trees may be th- knowing that that's going so to happen. they're going to drop extra yeah, acorns gonna, for, yeah, the, am- for okay. the animals. Yeah, Muskrats burrowing holes high on the riverbank. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen that. Um, this one we proved wrong, so I'm not sure why. Okay. So see how high the hornet's nest will tell how the snow will rest. Eh. So the higher the hornet's nest, yeah. But like, and the squirrel's nest too. That's like, yeah. The size of the orange band on the woolly bear or woolly worm caterpillar. According to folklore, if the woolly worm's orange band is narrow, the winter will be snowy. Conversely, a wide orange band means a mild winter. 
like all black caterpillars are not woolly worms, so they got to have some kind of orange band. Oh, and fuzzier, I did not know that. Okay, fuzzier than normal woolly worms are said to mean that winter will be very cold. Okay, I have heard that. I thought that was just folklore too, though. Yeah. Okay. But oh. hey, go check out your woolly worms. There you go. Go pick one up. Squeeze it. Squirrels. Well, we had always talked about the woolly worms in the past. Randy, Randy and I have. Mm-hmm. Right. About the woolly worms. But I thought we disproved it. But I didn't know that they had to have a. Yes, they have to have orange that orange band, band on it. I, I didn't know so that. If it's That's a really new. narrow band. <laughs> so wait, remember that. I got it backwards now. I got to reread it. Oh, gosh. Uh, narrow band, super snowy. Wide band, mild winter. Okay. Squirrels gathering nuts early to fortify against a hard winter. So, yeah, if you see them starting to. Well, see, store the nuts in your backyard. Right, but that goes with the acorn tree. Yep. Who's a, yeah, that makes all makes sense. Frequent halos or rings around the sun or moon forecast numerous snowfalls. That's just well, but see that's Cirrostratus, which means it could be a precursor to some rain, but I don't know. I mean, I'll give it a eh on that. That happens a lot in the winter, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just since we're talking so much hurricane recently. Ooh, hurry McCain. Did you know hurricanes have an eye in the center of their spiral that yes, is I did. sunny no! and calm? Really? Oh, no. I, seriously? However, the arms of the hurricane have a destructive force that can decimate entire coastlines and towns. Now, wait. An arm? Uh, what? They have no. arms. They have the I've, eye. They, have, they have arms. I, those, those big well, circles swinging around, those, those are the arms. Those are arms. Those are just well, like, they are in my book. <laughs> well, they're just, called just rain bands. Uh, rain bands. Yeah, yeah. Nope, they're arms. <laughs> you got an eye, you got to have arms. Okay, well. Yeah. Hurricane Which, Katrina was a Category 4 hurricane that hit the southern coastline of the United States in 2005. Hurricane Camille... <laughs> was a Category 5 that hit the same area like in 1969. less than four years earlier. Ah, Camille? 40 Camille? years earlier, sorry. 40, 40 years, years yeah. earlier. Sorry. <laughs> the like, what? Sorry, the T didn't come out. Four T, T. T yeah, years okay. earlier. Um, hurricanes only assume their title if they develop in the Atlantic Ocean. If a similar storm develops in the Pacific Ocean, it is instead called a typhoon. Well, I disagree. That's, I'm sorry. This is Google and depends on what part of the uh, right, yeah, ocean. which Google we covered that everything. in a block. Yeah, I mean it does too. I mean typhoon is when you get way over to the Japan and Philippines. Asia. Yeah, Philippines and Taiwan and stuff. The but. worst hurricane in United States history, Wilma, occurred in. Is that Wilma? Galveston. Galveston, Texas. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Thank okay. You. Yeah, okay. You probably read this. Is it Wilma? I, you know, it doesn't. It was a name. unnamed before they named. I don't hurricane. think they had a naming oh, okay. system because yeah. this was in 1900. Oh, 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 okay. And eight thousand people died because they didn't look at radar. They didn't have radar. Oh, well, that's why they didn't look at it. The worst hurricane in United States. Yeah. Okay. Eight thousand people. Hurricane Andrew cost. I'm gonna Louisiana. guess that was a. Category five. I'm just gonna or guess. Bigger. Oh, it had to be. Yeah. yeah. Hurricane Andrew cost Louisiana and Florida more than twenty six billion dollars in nineteen ninety two. Well, how about one. Florida? Because I watched it go through Florida. That was Florida. Florida and Louisiana is what it says. It cost it hit Florida Louisiana and, then and it Florida. crossed over and then hit oh, Louisiana. This was the man. costliest hurricane in United States history and was a category five. Yeah. Yep. When it hit Florida. 
more so than Katrina. That's I mean I remember. Yeah, it didn't hit. I remember it didn't Andrew. Hit Louisiana as a category five, but hit Florida. So. I oh, remember yeah. the name Andrew, and in '92, I, I mean, was what? I was, I was in, in St. Louis. I was in, in like, junior high in '92, yeah. and I remember the name junior Andrew. high. Oh God. '92, I was 13. In '92, I was 29. <laughs> I was in junior high. I think. I think I was in seventh, eighth grade, somewhere in there. No. It's about the time 29? we met. I don't know. Playing softball for his it dad. Wasn't 39? No, I don't know. Anyway, well, I turned 16. I got my license. In and 92? Well, yeah, October 92. When I was 13? 16 years old. Not till later in October. Yeah, 29. I was, I was 29. All right. Well, that's, that's all I got. That's it. Sorry. I said, I know it tells you they weren't that fun. No, actually, they were very fun and factual. They were all weather related, though. Yes. I got to give you this. Corey told me to try harder to make them weather related. Well, you know, it could be weather related or it could, you know, whatever. So. I do what I can. And you know what? Corey's got an extra in Ooh, other news thing. Another Breaking fact. news. Oh, Noah now predicts. Uh-oh. Ooh, update, update. Okay. A 70% chance of La Nina. 70% no! chance. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So. Wait, wait. That's about it. <laughs> you know what that means, Shara? Not La Nina. A Not. 70% chance of La Nina <laughs> returning between November and January. Okay, you know what that means? Warmer weather for us this winter. Basically. Yay! Basically. But I enjoyed sledding. But wait. But wait, there's more. Oh, but wait. <laughs> we had if you call now. We had a La Nina as recently as last year when we had crazy and we still got cold snow. temperatures and snow. Yeah. And had to do the rolling blackouts. The winter we've had in the past 10 years, Which basically. means La Nina don't mean squat. Exactly. Right. I mean, it, it does mean something for like now, the coast. Now, don't take her off. Well, no. She'll let you know what she's but, worth. But for the coasts, it does. Never tell a woman that she's not <laughs> mean what It she varies means. by location. It, it, does, it does. depends on where that jet stream sets up. Yep. That's and we're, basically all there is to it. And we're in the middle of the country, so we are the most we unpredictable. We could be in the warm air sector or the cold air yeah. sector. Yeah. We're right in the middle. Or in the middle. It just, and usually we are right in the middle. So Springfield freezes and we get squat. That's right. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. All right. So it's seventy percent chance. So it's 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 creeping up there that we were actually going to have. A, I, I'm glad that you read, you you read that because I completely forgot about yeah. that. Well, so wow. How informative is this podcast? I tell you. You know you know how informative it is. I just don't no. think my brain can hold anymore. Well, you have point. to because we got to get to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's time for the Storm Dark Weather Weather Word of the Week. And Shara's got this because we don't have a fourth person. I totally forgot we didn't have a fourth person. Yeah, so me. Shara, it's well, you don't read it anyway. So, <laughs> so Shara, what I is this? Tried to. What is this week's Storm Dark Weather Weather Word of the Week? I'm gonna go with liquefaction. That is it. Liquefaction, and I chose this intentionally because it relates to things. So why don't you go ahead and read the definition, and then I will, I will go ahead and say that. A process by which water-saturated sediment temporarily loses strength and acts as a fluid, 
Like when you wiggle your toes in the wet sand near the water at the beach, this effect can be caused by earthquake shaking. Okay. Does that ring a bell or anything? No. Oh, I figured you would figure this out. I wiggle my toes at the beach. In the wet part when it turns, well, when li- it kind of li- is li- like liquidy. Yeah. Down the part that's under the water, not well, like up on the beach where it's dry. Well, she actually said a couple of key words in there. Uh, that is, uh, acts as a fluid and earthquakes. So what is happening is our poor people in Haiti had that earthquake down there. So now what's happening is the the water that was in the, the limestone and the bedrock is now, because of the earthquake, coming to the surface. So the surface is now becoming liquefied in kind of sand, like quicksand type thing. So they, so every that's why all these houses and everything are collapsing because the ground is now going through liquefaction because of this earthquake, which is not good. No, that doesn't sound fun. No, uh, not at all. And the, the way you spell it is L-I-Q-U-E. F-A-C-T-I-O-N. So if you want to look up that, uh, I mean, it's it's very common. It's all over Wikipedia and National Weather Service. So, yeah, that's, that's exactly what's happening in Haiti right now, unfortunately. And what is going to exacerbate that process is we got that Tropical Depression Grace, which is going to come and throw a whole bunch of water on top of the already liquefied, liquefacted... <laughs> is that the word? <laughs> Ground in that there. Well, maybe that liquefaction. I mean, they had an earthquake, but right. that doesn't mean actually mean there's that, that the ground is liquefied. But if you add liquid to that, yeah, it could be spell disaster. That that's what I'm saying. That's well, that's why I did it. Swallowing up houses. <clears throat> Kind of spells disaster. Yeah, because the ground, because it's an island, because there's there's bedrock underneath it, and because of the earthquake has caused the water to come up Mm -hmm. and cause the surface ground to become very liquidy. So Grace is just going to be a a tormentous situation a little bit. It's going to be awful. I mean, those poor people. I mean, they they got kind of slammed with... uh, Tropical Depression at that point, Fred, right? that went off. Then they had a 7.2 earthquake, which helped really screw up the ground. And now you got Grace coming after that. This sounds kind of like one of those Florida situations a few years ago where you had, what is it, Marie and then Irene and then... Uh, and a 7.2 is nothing to... I mean, that's a huge earthquake. Well, really that's what is. I was saying. That's pretty big. Yeah. Anything over a 7. Now, what was Japan? That was 7. That was 7, like 8 or 7, 9. Or was it an 8? Remember when it a long time it's, ago? It's an odd thing because when you have an earthquake, you have a seven point two versus like a seven point five. You know, a seven point five doesn't sound like a huge increase over a seven point two, but that can be like double. Oh, double true. Yeah, it's yeah. exponential is the problem. It which, doesn't just double. Exactly. It's exponential. Exactly. Which is kind of an odd concept. Yeah. Is your microphone like? <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think I need to getting, tighten it. It's getting tired. It's, like <laughs> it's getting tired. Yeah, falling asleep. <laughs> well, that's why I what's happening here. But well, I think we've covered a lot in this podcast. I mean, it, it, Tim, we're going to have a couple of days of <clears throat> excuse me of some kind of decent weather, and then we're going to 
showers and thunderstorms, like we talked about earlier, I mean, I think another front or a boundary is going to come in, and that's going to really start kicking up rain chances. And what did you say, WPC, Weather Prediction Center, said two inches in the next seven days around our area? Not here, but right to our west. Right to, okay. We're, we're in that type of, we're in that time of year where we're going to get those poppers. Yes, that's definitely, yeah. Right. We had poppers today, but they were way we west of us, yeah. We're also in the time of year where that uh, ragweed starts to pick up. Oh, that's right. Wait a minute. I have this, uh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it's not so much sneezy for me, but stopped up and just sick feeling almost. Oh, really? Yeah. It affects me weird. Oh, no. To me, it's sneeze. that itchy throat that I, I sneeze, sneeze with 10 it. times. I get stopped up or my yeah. nose starts running. I haven't had it this year. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's not to come. This we'll kid, see how we're feeling next week. Because I remember back a long time ago when I really had a bad uh, reaction, you know, allergic reaction to it. It was right at the end of August, right when school started. Yeah. You know, my mother's birthday is at the end of August. I'm right around in there. But, of course, the whole climate is changing now. So, you know, we're, we're getting to that point. Shara, do you, you, you don't have to, are you allergic to ragweed too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, are. She is. You're allergic to everything, aren't you? No, but ragweed, when, like, that one hits me every year, like, where I feel like, like, almost like I have the flu. Like, I, I have no that allergies. That one puts me down every year. I have no. no allergies to anything in the spring. The pollen doesn't affect me. That's right. Ragweed does. Ragweed does. Wow. Yep. Well, and the, and I, the thing I always re- remembered, <clears throat> as soon as ragweed started, I was waiting for that first hard freeze. <laughs> Because it sure. just kept going for that. Well, you first... got a while. Yeah. <laughs> and if we have La Nina, and if it's you know typical of some La Nina years, we may not even have a really hard freeze. It, you never know. Yeah. Well, they can't last very long. So let's do that. Afternoon poppers. If you're out on the lake, uh, lakes this week, just make sure you you know check our page. If thunder roars, go to shores. <gasps> Or That's head, a new one. Or head indoors. Or, yeah, head indoors. If you're on land, you head indoors. <gasps> I should propose that to the National Weather Service and get lots of money from the government. Repeat it again. Uh, good luck with that. Well, if you're on land, it's when thunder roars, go indoors. Right. But if you're on the water, it's when thunder roars, go to head shores. Head for the shore. Go to shores, yeah. Wait, I got to give myself, you know, nobody cares. I do. Okay, thank you. It was nice. Thank you. I don't know. Okay. Now, do you head to shore because of lightning or the wind? Yes. As I say, go. <laughs> yeah, if that thunder yep, roars, that'll do it. Go, go. We don't exactly. want anything happening again. Even so. if it's nice and sunny out and you hear sirens going off. Well, if you hear sirens you going off, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> you don't have to hear sirens. Well, oh, yeah. I know. Uh, Watch okay. the weather, though. Well, if you're out on the lake, lake, you're not going to hear <laughs> sirens. <laughs> Well, well, you never know. You never Just know. watch you the showboat. They don't have the showboat's doing this. <laughs> that's true. Well, you got anything else to add, Corey? I think that's it. Uh, you doing okay, O'Shara? You got anything else to add? I got nothing else. Well, we're all tapped out, I think, for this week, so it's probably time to wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. 
Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.